Welcome back here to Peter's Proffer in the courtroom of current events. And today we're going to do another listener question. And this one is kind of cool and it's kind of broad. And we're going to touch on a a bunch of different topics as we go throughout the podcast. But it's a general question. So people have heard us talk about going to law school, being a personal injury attorney, doing car accidents and slip and falls, or being a criminal defense attorney. We've had a patent law attorney on. Um, We're going to talk about all the different areas of law that people can practice after law school and what each type of lawyer does on a day-to-day basis. It's going to be a brief overview. We're not going to dig too deep into any individual area, but it'll be a good uh, description for everybody out there that doesn't know that you just go to law school, you get a law degree, and then you can pick your specialty and where you really want to focus. So we're going to jump into that today. We love the listener questions, um, so keep bringing them in to the email, petertragos at greeklaw.com. And uh, on our Peter's Proffer Facebook page, uh, we post some polls on there to hear what people want to listen to more, whether it's interviews, whether it's listener questions, whether it's just us spitballing about criminal or civil uh, topics. So keep posting on there. We love getting the feedback from everybody that listens. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, so I thought this was going to be easier than our our initial pre-show meeting seems that it's going to be more difficult to get how far into the weeds we're going to talk about different specialties, but, and just a generational gap, Pete has it on its phone, I have it written down on my iPad, and my dad has the yellow pages on his lap to talk about the different specialties of lawyers, so... So to start out, we'll talk about the specialties that we chose coming out of law school because you don't get a specific degree. You can get a certificate in a certain specialty or you can get your LLM in a certain specialty or something like that. But for the most part, you graduate law school and you can pick whatever area of law you want to practice. And the area of law that I chose out of law school is personal injury. So that a personal injury lawyer encompasses a bunch of different kind of lawyers. Our specialty is car accidents and slip and falls. People get injured by the negligence of somebody else. We help them through those injuries. We help sue insurance companies or people that are at fault. We help them get paid for the pain and suffering that they went through as no fault of their own. We help them get reimbursed for medical bills, lost wages, things like that. Now, personal injury attorneys also include people that do mass torts like tobacco litigation, um, and, and other types of uh, injuries, but you know people can pick different specialties within a specialty. Dad, what about you? Well, I chose criminal defense. Uh, a criminal defense lawyer basically represents someone who's being investigated or charged with a crime, represents them through the process, either through a trial or a plea or a null process or a not guilty, uh, and sometimes uh, we don't even get there because the investigation... Uh, at that phase, things just stop. Yeah, for me, I, I'm kind of a hybrid between you two. I started with your dad doing criminal defense, but I've morphed into a personal injury lawyer. And, and you know, Peter and I, we do a lot of the, the same stuff when it comes to car accidents, slip and falls, but I also do a little bit more of a specialty in uh, nursing home uh, abuse and neglect and medical malpractice. The difference being is we represent people that uh, are injured or abused or neglected by a nursing home or an assisted living facility staff, or in the medical malpractice side, someone that has been injured by uh, either a, a medical provider or hospital's negligence. Right. So the and those are more specialties under personal injury. So nursing home negligence is specific to people that are injured in a nursing home or an assisted living facility, whether it's a fall because they weren't supervised properly, 
um, or a medical malpractice, doctor cuts off the wrong arm. So those are all under personal injury. And when talking about criminal defense, a lot of people don't know that there's two sides to criminal defense. They think that that you can choose to prosecute a crime if somebody has committed a crime against you. But in reality, dad, what's the other side of criminal defense where, where you start the other side of criminal law, right? Of criminal law, right? Well, there are two sides, right? You have the prosecutor and you have the defense lawyer, right? And the prosecutor is the one that charges crimes, prosecutes the crime, sends people to prison. If that's what he wants to do, the defense lawyer represents the individual against the government, either the state government or the federal government. Right. So, and the and the prosecutors are all um, employed by the government, either the United States of America for federal prosecutors or the state of Florida. So that's a job a lot of people get right out of law school is a prosecutor job. Right. Which I which I got. And what people don't understand sometimes is when they call their criminal defense lawyer, the criminal defense lawyer cannot prosecute a crime. Some people say, "Hey, I you know if somebody did a crime against me, they can't do that." Right. So, uh, and, and then there's also the other side of it, which is the public defender. So that's a criminal defense lawyer, but that person is also employed by the government. So criminal law is kind of its own weird hybrid of government jobs and private sector jobs on the defense side, and then only government jobs on the prosecute on the, the prosecutor side. So that transitions us into government law Dad, what is government law and what types of, of lawyers out of law school can kind of focus on or special, specialize in a government type of government job? Well, government jobs, again, that's what government lawyers are. They're paid by the government. But it's such a wide group. State prosecutors are government lawyers. Public defenders are government lawyers. The county attorney is a government lawyer. Uh, a lawyer who works for the Department of Agriculture, that's a government lawyer. So anyone who works for the government is a government lawyer and can belong, there's a government law section of the Florida Bar that can belong to the government law section. So government lawyers in a bunch of different capacities either work for the constituents of the state or they work to represent cities or counties if they get sued for something or they work to advise um, government entities, government entities or, you know, mayors or governors or whatever of the state or the country on what they should do when something comes up. Pretty much government lawyers are defined by who gives them their paycheck. And if it comes from a government entity through taxes, then that's a government lawyer. Right. Pete, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, business law? Um, There's actually an entire subset of attorneys that fall under what we call business law. And it can be everything from as obvious as contracts to litigation, meaning lawyers that go to court over uh, business contracts that go awry. There are lawyers that specialize in, for example, construction. Uh, if there's a construction defect or if something bad happened in the course of a, of a construction project, you can hire lawyers to either negotiate or to, to litigate those cases. So, But specifically with business law. So business lawyers can either be litigators or transactional. transactional. Right. Okay, so those are the two basic. I mean, you can split every lawyer job into either litigation or transactional pretty much right so transactional is a type of lawyer that sits behind a desk usually and for business law it's the it's the guys that write the contracts they're the ones that go over everything you need to have in your business if you're going to start a business the business litigators are the ones that once somebody breaches a contract or a non-compete clause or something like that, they take it to court and fight to see which person on which side of the contract should win. Right. And you've got another subset of them. It's the compliance guys. And these compliance lawyers are normally transactional attorneys. Uh, and they kind of keep businesses going in the right way, making sure that they're uh, complying with governmental regulations or tax laws. 
of course, then, if something bad happens, they send it over to the litigation side, and those guys are the ones that normally go to court. All right, Dad, why don't you talk about immigration law? Well, immigration lawyers deal with coming in and out of the country. They deal with customs issues. They deal with whether or not someone can legally be in the country. If they're illegally in the country, they go to immigration courts. There's still litigation for immigration lawyers. Um, getting visas, an immigration lawyer would do that. Uh, citizenship, an immigration lawyer would do that. So they deal with everything dealing with foreign individuals in the United States or wanting to come into the United States. So in another another subsection of personal injury, I guess, that we didn't mention is there's a personal injury plaintiff's side, which is the person that actually gets injured, which is what we do. But then there's also the civil personal injury defense side, which is the person that defends the insurance company, the lawyers that defend big companies and things like that. That's a whole subsection that people specialize in right out of law school. Yeah, and I think a lot of people need to understand that there are literally two sides of everything. And especially in litigation, we all do the same thing. As a litigator, you you know you do the same thing. The question is, which side of the coin uh, are you on? Which party do you represent? All right, Pete, why don't you talk about what probate lawyers do, another specialty? Probate is the general area of law about going to court for estate and... Um, and, wills, wills and trusts. Yeah, probate, yeah. wills, and trusts is the broad category. Right. And within that, there's estate planning. There's lawyers that actually help you you know, right. figure out what you're going to do after you die, where the money's going to go, how you want trusts set up. Right. Again, those are your transactional guys. Right. Write your, write write your wills. wills. But then there's also a litigation portion. After you die, if somebody contests your will or contests your trust to see if you were in the right mindset when you wrote it, those are also probate lawyers. They're just the litigation side. So every... Just about everything has somebody that writes up the document and then somebody that fights about it later. Sure. And remember, in probate, we also have people that, and it's frankly uh, more commonly you think, that argue over people's competence, meaning do they have the ability to make their own decisions anymore or do they need a guardianship? Again, another type. So let's talk law. about elder law. So that's kind of, it's kind of in the same vein, yeah. but it's different. People also specialize in that. I think elder law basically means an area of law dealing with issues that arise for older people. I think you're going to see a lot of lawyers that do probate also deal in elder law or vice versa. Elder law lawyers also have their fingers in probate matters because a lot of what older people deal with is their ability to uh, you know, have their own, make their own decisions or is their will right or who am I leaving my things to or more importantly, you know, when it comes to the point of going into a nursing home, for example, elder law attorneys will help structure your estate to be able to qualify you potentially for benefits that you may be able to get from either your private insurance or from uh, Medicare, Medicaid. Yeah, and I think that we're, I know we're talking about older people, but you have to realize that sometimes you have younger people that are incompetent or younger people that can't handle their own affairs. Then they also need the probate court. Nor if the probate court to appoint someone, a lot of times a lawyer, to run their affairs and run their business or run their uh, finances. And there are guardians. I mean, there are lawyers that are professional guardians too that right. actually do this for a living, make decisions for people that can't make decisions for themselves. Right. Um, okay. So another type is employment law, and that that is again that could be on both sides. So you can have the type of lawyer that actually writes out the HR policies, writes out rules of how employers should treat their employees. And then you have um, people that represent plaintiffs in employment law, which are employees that either were not paid the proper amount of money for minimum wage or overtime, or there was some kind of sexual harassment, or there was some kind of hostile work environment. There are lawyers that specialize in that type of employment law. And then, of course, on the other side, 
defense lawyers in employment law that defend employers, defend the practices, defend how the employer treats their employees. So that whole section is known as employment law. Uh, Pete, why don't you talk about family law? Family law is the area general that deals with divorces, uh, child custody issues, uh, anything that that arises out of a domestic relationship. Um, most of these people are, in fact, litigators, but I, I'm frankly, I, I think there are some transactional folks in that sphere, but I think the vast majority of people are going to be trial lawyers. And then, Dad, why don't you, in that same kind of vein, talk about juvenile law and people that just specialize in the juvenile courts. Right. They can do it either criminal or civil in juvenile courts. Uh, there's juvenile criminal cases where juveniles get arrested for crimes, but a juvenile really never gets arrested technically. They're just they taking totally custody. different rules. Totally different rules. And there's also in dealing with juveniles, a lot of times you're dealing with custody where they have to be taken uh, into custody for their own protection or because they're abandoned by their parents. And you've got agencies for adoption and foster, and there are lawyers that specialize in adoption and foster care. Okay, and Pete, back to you. So we did a podcast on this with a former JAG member. Why don't you talk quickly about military law? Yeah, military law is basically just has uh, judge advocate generals, and that is the technical term for military lawyer. And every branch of the military has them. Interesting thing about the military, you can be a prosecutor one day on one case and a defense lawyer another day. Um, they kind of bounce back and forth depending on where they're stationed. And they specialize in the laws of, in the martial law. In the, the, the military, uniform code the uniform of military, code of military justice. justice. That's right. right. So they, and they, which is different laws and different rules. And it's not always just a criminal type of situation. That's true. And there's, there are civil lawyers that are JAG lawyers. They're also criminal guys. And again, every JAG lawyer can do every job. The question is, where are they stationed and what is their actual duty assignment? And, and so if you were going to be a JAG out of law school, what do you have to do? Uh, well, once you've actually gone to law school, and then there is some is a course. Uh, a, it's like uh, an officer's training. It is an officer's training. Officer's just boot camp. Pretty much, we call it a boot camp, but it's not physical. It's all. It's mostly mental. Well, there is there is the boot camp, the physical part as well. It's just not anywhere near what the correct non officers have to do. Exactly. So when an officer becomes it's basically all the lawyers and and doctors. Do that's the, exactly yeah. what it is. You kind of get some basic things, so you know how the military works. But then they put you in a class, so you really understand how the uniform code of military justice works. And then depending on where you're stationed, you could be, for example, you could be doing EPA work. You could be doing, you know. Uh, you know, article um, uh, section eight, art, meaning people that are in the military that go crazy, that they riff them out of the military. You could be doing penal stuff like right. Article 15s. You could be doing all kinds of stuff. It's really probably the area of law that lets you touch the most amount of stuff. All right, Dad. And then what about real estate law? A lot of people hear that lawyers go into real estate law. Well, real estate law is similar to the corporate lawyers that we were talking about before, and that you know we refer to them as paper lawyers. They refer themselves as dirt lawyers, but they sit around and they do contracts, real estate contracts, closings, title insurance. Uh, they also, some of them specialize in condominiums and only doing condominium work and writing condominium documents. So basically they deal with real property and it's buying and the selling of real property. And Pete touched on a construction law lawyer, which, you know, a lot of that can be litigation. If there's a defect in the home or something was not built properly or somebody breached a construction contract, that's what a construction lawyer would do. Um, Pete, talk about aviation law and maritime law. Very different rules that apply. Uh, so most of the time, aviation and maritime are, are their own subset. 
aviation dealing with things that Airplanes, happen on a yeah. plane, right? And then maritime, maritime on the sea. water. Yeah, correct. And again, they have their own set of laws. Uh, the vast majority of them are federal. Not to say that they're all federal, but they're the vast majority are there. But what do they do? Again, a, a big breath. You've got the transactional guys that deal with everything from the investigation for a plane crash, the NTSB, National Transportation Safety Bureau investigations. Or you can have litigators that actually represent you for a personal injury case that happened on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. Right. Or a pilot gets investigated as to whether or not they were doing something properly while flying. Right. Or a, a boat captain. Or you have, you know, the safety manuals that are written when the plane goes up or when the plane's being right. built. Lawyers write that up. And one more thing that we haven't really talked about, and it is a technically a subset of a lot of areas of law, is administrative law. And a lot of these guys deal with the administrative regulations of a particular governmental entity, not necessarily as the government's lawyer, but as a private lawyer having to, to represent a client in that area. You know, we a lot of times realize that we talk about conflict a lot. But these admiralty lawyers also deal with cargo. They also deal with shipping rules. Right. They also deal with um, what country will take this, what country will take that. And so they have to do a lot of paper, too. There's sometimes they're desk lawyers, not just litigators. Right. So, and then there's also, we've talked about personal injury, but there's also a different kind of insurance dispute lawyer. And that's somebody that deals with just property damage, whether it's your homeowner's insurance is not paying the amount you think they should be paying for some kind of damage that was done to your property. There's actually lawyers that specialize in suing the homeowner's insurance, you know, and then there's the glass, the, the auto glass right. lawyers that sue when you get a crack in your windshield and you assign your rights and, you know, somebody pays you a hundred bucks for the windshield and all the attorney's fees. There are lawyers that specialize in just that kind of property damage. Which one of you guys wants to take bankruptcy? All right, I can do bankruptcy. Bankruptcy actually has a couple of different subsets. It is a fair federal area of law, and there are bankruptcy trustees. Normally, these are private lawyers that basically manage uh, a bankruptcy and report to the court. There is the bankruptcy lawyer that represents the person who is either being liquidated or looking for some sort of debt relief from the court. Those guys, again, private lawyers that are litigators that go in and actually argue, you know, can this be discharged? Can this not be discharged? Right. So you run out of money and a bank street lawyer is the one that helps you figure out what debts you have to pay, what debts are going to be forgiven, how you can still collect money out of your estate, things like right. that. And again, there are guys that do it for you know private individuals and there are big corporate attorneys that handle these types of things. Yeah, bankruptcy has always been a mystery to me after all these years of practice. How do you really make money representing people who are bankrupt? It's a good question. And I've always, they do because some lawyers do never very find well. Yeah, I hope to never find out. But, you know, that's a real mystery to me how they're able to do that. All right, what's next, Pete? Intellectual property. Yeah. Uh, what people don't realize is this is one of the areas of law that you have to actually have a separate license. You have to take to a practice. separate bar, basically. Correct. And this is when we're talking about patents, trademarks, people's ideas. These are the ones, the guys that, guys and gals, I should say, that go through and make the applications to make sure that you get your product protected so nobody can steal your idea. And we've actually done a podcast on this with uh, Attorney Maxi that um, is, a, is a good listen if you want to know more about intellectual property. Social Security and disability law. Right. That's a huge area because people, they've, you know, you, you've lost your hearing. And you need to get disability. You need to get your Social Security payments. 
and you have to actually fight for a lot of times. You've got to go to a hearing. You appear before a special master or special something that judge. you have to actually prove. Right. You have to hire a, you hire a lawyer, and that lawyer specializes in proving somebody has a disability in order to get those disability payments from the Social Security Administration. Mm-hmm. And kind of in that same vein, there is an area of law called workers' compensation or workmen's compensation, depending on where you're from. And this is an entire area of law that is statutorily uh, created because you get injured, but you get injured at work. Technically, it's a personal injury case, but the law says you have to go against your employer, which makes it a workers' compensation case. And, and a lot of times, you know, it depends on the size of your employer, how many employees he has. Totally different set of rules. Right, exactly. It's not like a normal personal injury case. Dad, what do you got next? Mediation. There are some lawyers that specialize. Yeah, some people don't know that just mediators, period, are actually lawyers. Right, and they specialize in only doing mediations, which are the informal process of getting two parties together and having them try to see if they can work out a compromise. That's a mediator. He's a lawyer. But we also have arbitrators that are lawyers. And when you do an arbitration, those arbitrators, those lawyers, make a final decision in your dispute. So there are some lawyers that are mediators and arbitrators, and they specialize and only do that. In arbitrators, there's multiple lawyers that sit there and make a decision instead of a jury or a judge on a case. Um, But arbitrators actually make the decision... So they listen to a case and they make a decision. Mediators are just somebody that sits in the middle, go back and forth and try to help you come to a resolution without making any decisions, without making any calls. They don't force anybody to do anything. It's a pretty passive process for as far as the mediator goes, but some mediators are a lot more active than others. And we actually have a podcast coming up with one of the guys that does a lot of our mediations and he'll explain that process more um, when we get into it in a full-blown podcast. Pete, what's next? Appellate law. Um, this is when things go bad in court and you have to go to the next level of, uh, in the justice system, which is the appellate division, and ask a different panel of judges to review what happened at the trial court so you can see if you can get some redress on something that went wrong for you in the, in the lower And they're courts. the real paper lawyers because they're oh, the ones that are reading painful. and writing big briefs. We did a whole podcast on appeals. We focused on criminal appeals, but you can do this on the criminal or civil side. So if you want more info about that, check our previous podcast. It was within the last couple weeks. All right, Dad, talk about tax law next. Well, tax law, there's two types in there as well. There's the litigators and there's the paper tax lawyers. The litigators are the ones, let's say the IRS comes and says, you owe $50,000, you don't think you do. Well, then you can actually go to trial before a judge and the judge make a decision whether you owe that tax or not. Then you've got the, the paper tax lawyers who do your tax planning, all right? How, if I die, how can I save taxes? Or in my business, is it cheaper for me to do a merger or a sale? Those are the lawyers who give you tax advice in trying to save you so you don't have to pay any more in taxes than you have to according to the law. Another one is animal law. If you can believe it, there's a whole specialty that people do that actually fight for the rights of animals and can file paperwork for the rights of animals. And they're the ones that have really pushed the you know service animal type things and stuff going forward that specialize in all sorts of animal laws and the rights of animals. Uh, Pete, why don't you talk about legal malpractice? I know we mentioned medical malpractice, but there's also some lawyers that handle legal malpractice. Just to be clear, those guys are not normally a good time at bar functions, but there are a series of lawyers that sue other lawyers. It's actually becoming more commonplace than it ever was before. But Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I actually did see a National Geographic special, Sharks Do Eat Other Sharks, so this is not <laughs> uncommon. 
uh, and what they do is they evaluate the job your lawyer may have done to determine whether or not that lawyer breached their professional standard due to you. Uh, again, most of these guys are litigators. Right. And they you they look back at how a lawyer handled the case and whether or not it was negligent and, and it affected the outcome of your case. Um, all right, Dad, next talk about environmental law. Well, environmental law, and that's a area that Florida State, my law school, really is big on. And that is... Yeah, which is really important why we chose it, because I still have no clue what environmental lawyers well, do, but... Well, because they, they protect the environment. For instance, you have a gas station, the gas station has a gas tank, that tank leaks and causes damage or goes into a river, people drink it, get sick. Those are environmental lawyers trying to protect the environment from these hazards that occur, including nuclear hazards. All of that's an environmental situation where environmental lawyers are trying to protect Some of that sounds like mass tort law, but okay. Um, All right, Pete, talk about foreclosure and and foreclosure attorneys. Foreclosure is the process by which... What do the attorneys do? Foreclosure lawyers, again, mostly litigators, and what they do, and again, they work on two sides. Either they're helping the bank get the property that, uh, that they've loaned money on, that somebody stopped paying, or the alternative is they're protecting the person who owes the bank money, trying to keep them from either losing their house or having to pay you know, whatever it is that they owe. So you buy a house on a mortgage, you default on it, you can't pay it anymore. Foreclosure attorneys either try to help figure out a payment plan so you can stay in the house as long as possible, or they help the bank take the house from the poor widow that's trying to make her, her mortgage payments. Um, all right, Dad, next let's talk about civil rights lawyers and lawyers that you can specialize in civil rights. Well, we all know that the Constitution of the United States and the state of Florida gives you certain civil rights. And when those rights are violated, you can be sued. The most common is when a police officer arrests someone, has no probable cause for the arrest, puts them in jail, and violates their civil rights. They sue for money damages in those situations. So it's it's the right. It's a broad spectrum. You, it's right, a broad spectrum, you. right? Because it can also be you know people get abused in prison, or you know people are uh, are abused or arrested for exercising their First Amendment right or something like that. Anytime that civil rights are violated and there are damages, then civil rights attorneys can jump in. So I think we covered a lot of areas. I'm sure there's some subsections or sub areas that we didn't hit, but now everybody listening knows why there's over 100,000 lawyers just in the state of Florida because there's all these different practice areas that people need and that people specialize in. So thanks for listening. Hopefully you learned something and uh, we'll be back with you guys next time.